everyone and welcome back to the sideline podcast i am here fortune hi how are you i'm here with my good friend kevs and and in this week's episode we're going to be going into a pretty decent week of cod that we had uh this past weekend we got some good matches how are you feeling about this past weekend kevs how am i feeling uh i don't know if i can even put that into words i'm just confused i am it's all over the place, to be honest. This weekend was all over the place. Uh, we saw some things that we might expect, like FaZe coming out unbeaten. Yeah. But we saw some other things that we might not expect, like Rocker coming out of the weekend without winning a single damn search and destroy. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't make sense of it, honestly. I don't know what the hell happened. It was just... It, it was all a blur, to be honest. I have no idea what happened this weekend. But uh, we can get into it. Uh, we can talk about some topics and um, hopefully try and make sense of it all. Yes, uh, I mean, Rocker on Search, they actually played abysmal. It was really bad. When they when they played Search against Paris, Scraps literally posted a 5.5 KD on their heads. And Major Maniac, geez. the guy that was brought in that we actually thought was going to be their X Factor, 1-7. Yeah. One in seven. We thought he'd be the X Factor, especially in Search and Destroy, but it was bad. The I only mean, person across the board. The only person that yeah, the only person that actually showed up was Standy, and that's crazy because you look at guys like Priest and you look at guys like Dylan. They perform, you know, you can't in the past. That, <laughs> you can't, you can't wall wall bang that. that. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Attach dropped a point three three across Search and Destroy this weekend. Priester with a point four, Major with a point five. What happened? We witnessed a breakdown yeah. from the Rocker in Search and Destroy. Props to Standy, man. I mean, he really is a shining light on that team. Big respect to him. Dropping a one point oh. Um. Oh wait, I just read the completely wrong stat. He he dropped a one point three six. Um. Dylan dropped a point four two, Priester with a point four, and Major with a point five. I mean, pretty much the same, but yeah. I mean, it was it was weird watching Mi- Minnesota play Search and Destroy this weekend and not win them. I was like, coming into the matches, I was like, okay, but Minnesota will win the Search, so this could get really good for them because they were winning the respawns. Um, so I was like, they want to they won the the first hard point. What what's going on? They're a horrible hardpoint team normally. Yeah. Uh, this could this could be really good. They're gonna go and win that search and destroy. They could three zero them if they're gonna be this good at respawns and search. But yeah, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> they didn't win a single search the whole weekend. I can't make sense of it. I don't know how to. Like, how can you just break down like that? It's it's not like they brought in a completely new team member and they had to like teach him the strats and everything again it's major he's already been on this team he was at the he was in the team at the start of the season when they didn't have standy so i don't know a lot of people were suggesting it might have been lamar was the glue in search and destroy but i don't i that doesn't it doesn't make sense to me because major was one of the he had the best kd in search and destroy in in challenges elite so I don't know what to say, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it's a little unusual to see these, you know, names like this go in and not, you know, perform. 
But mm-hmm. one of the biggest questions that we had going into this weekend, actually, we talked about uh, last week was, will Zapdius be the missing piece for Paris? And while we're on the topic of Paris versus Rocker, I mean, what do you think of this kid, dude? Um, he his, his best game, let me look. His best map was in the search, which wasn't hard, clearly, against that Minnesota team in that series. But 6-3 and three in their search map. Uh, he didn't do too good in the respawns, but none of them really did, to be completely honest with you. So, Yeah, I mean, it was, it was very impressive from Paris on the search and destroy. But other than that, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't impressive i mean they were they they had like moments in the hard points and they did come pretty close against um atlanta but when it comes to the other matchup they had against the rocker it it wasn't as it wasn't as good I, once i saw them against phase i actually did tweet out that i i liked the look of that paris team they were competitive they were close on the hard points and they dominated them in the standoff search and destroy and then they come up against rocker straight away they get almost 100 point clubbed in the first hard point on garrison yeah. and i'm just like what what happened uh where was the competitiveness they go into the search they dominate rocker again once again what's going on rocker on that raid snd i'm not sure what's going on and then in the control paris get beat pretty comfortably comfortably i don't think that's a word but um and then in the final hard point it was pretty close but rocker does sneak the win um but yeah i i do i do i think they look better yes i do think they look better without um classic and with zapdius i do think he was the missing piece do i think that this will get them to champs at the way they look now no I think that the ARs still kind of leave out the SMGs to dry, and they're doing another role change again. Um, they do that every time they lose, I think. Yeah, uh, I it think seems that way. Honestly, yeah, I think if they honestly just stayed on the roles that they, they've been given and they're comfortable on, that maybe over time they can adapt and grow into a stronger team. But I don't think this is this will get them to champs. I, I wasn't sure about that last week either. I, I was a bit more optimistic, but I just don't think you can be losing um, series to Rocker and expect to get to champs. That was a crucial one for them to win. And after that, really, I don't think they're going to get to champs. Yeah, some of my takeaways from this Paris team is, on you know, on the flip side of the role changes that they're having, which, like you said, they've been very frequent this year and across all teams, you know, in fact, yeah, this Paris team wants to win. That's, that's very clear. They want to build a winning culture. They want to, they want to, you know, win chips. That's their main goal. You can hear the passion when, when they talk to temp on the flank or when they talk to temp or, I mean, he's the only guy that I've heard them really talk to. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I hear more from temp out of anybody else. Yeah. They want to win. So, and I think yeah, the no. addition of Zapdius, I think that makes their ceiling a little bit higher, but I don't know if they're going to be able to get there. I, I do agree with what Donnie said. They they may have one good tournament, and that could get them into the top eight, but 
I don't see them going and taking a solidified spot. I don't see that happening. Not if they play mm. the way they did, you know, this past weekend. Yeah, I think I think them solidifying their S and D is very important. Um, but they just have to improve their hard point. Honestly, they're they're almost there. To be fair to them, but they just need to get the hard point over the line, get it to the point where they are winning them and they are closing out games. Um, not yeah. just coming close. They almost took uh, uh, Rocker to a game five. I mean, they lost by yeah. three in game four. Yeah. So, I mean, and if they took them to the game five, looking at how they've been in S and D. They could have definitely won that. Yeah, that came good away either they, way. Yeah, I think the fact that they did lose to the Rocker kind of shows that they don't have that clutch factor and they don't have that, you know, ice that they need in those important moments. Um, yeah, and of course. I think that is why they won't make champs because you need to you need to be winning series like that, especially when we saw how Rocker got dismantled by Optic earlier in the week. Well, it's literally the game before, but... Yeah. <sighs> Is literally a day between these two games, and Rocker took down Legion. Legion needs to win that game because I think Rocker is the spot that is available now. I think that seventh spot that Rocker's currently in, I think Florida will overtake them probably next week, honestly. And I think Rocker's spot will be up for contention for these bottom four teams, and they need to be looking at Rocker as a team they have to beat if they want to get that spot. So you can't be giving up points to Rocker when I think that is the team that has the possibility of falling out of that top eight at the moment. Yeah, of course. you got to be afraid, too, if you're Paris, seeing you know London on that come up that they've been on the last couple yeah. of weeks. You, you know, this is going to be a, an absolute bloodbath for that number eight spot. And, yeah, Minnesota, they're going to have to fight for their lives as well. they got to make sure that they, they do. They have to play just about perfect COD and start chaining some wins together because you do not want to be on that eighth spot. i, I got to feel for Florida right now. But yeah. they're looking good. Uh, this past weekend, they, they looked pretty hot. It, it was fun to watch, uh, watch them. Awakening and Sky specifically just absolutely going ham. One of my favorite duos to actually watch in the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, real quick before we get into that, because I think that is one of the biggest topics of this weekend. Uh, I just want to know from you: do you do you think that the number eight spot will see a change? Do you think one of these bottom four teams will get into that top eight? If so, who? And if so, who do you think is going to get knocked out of it? Well, judging by the way the standings look right now, if if I was to just go out on a limb and predict what I think is probably going to happen, I do think Florida is going to overtake the Rocker for that seventh spot. I think Rocker drops down. Or maybe what could happen is if you have Rocker and Florida both show up, maybe we see Thieves drop down to that eighth spot. But that that's that's probably the lesser likely of, of mm-hmm. you know the outcomes. But I do think Rocker Imagine. drops down to number eight. Imagine if Thieves drop down to eight, bro. They're, they're going to be making so many team changes. Yeah. Nate Shot's, Nate Shot's going to be gearing up, getting... getting <laughs> In controller and Hatton would get J Cap on there too. Oh my god, that that will be bad. If I th- I think if any of these bottom four teams get in, it will be Paris. I think they have the 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 what's the word that I'm looking for here? I think they have a more of a will to win than these other teams at the bottom because they they were also pretty rough last season. Both of these EU teams, I feel for them because they've been kind of mm-hmm. memey last couple of years. Well, I mean, I mean, maybe not Ravens as much. Last season, they did come fourth at champs, and um, they were 
they were competitive, definitely, in Modern Warfare with Waskin scraps. Um, but yeah, Paris were getting meme last year. And I mean, throughout the summer as well, when they were during Roster Mania, because it didn't look like they wanted to pay for anyone, they were waiting to get the scraps, literally, um, yeah. of what was left. Um, but they you, they do have the will to win. You can definitely see it. Um, they do. They make the changes every like every loss. They they want to try things out, want to switch things up. They want to find that working formula. It just hasn't come to them yet. And um, honestly, I think they might have found it. They just need to up their hard point capabilities, and um, I think they'll be there. Honestly, yeah, because their S and D is looking good. I think they drop like two rounds all weekend, if I'm not mistaken. One to phase and one to rocker. Um, that's that's impressive. Yeah, that's a really yeah. good statistic. They they do look really really exceptional on search. They're really like one of the better search teams. And it's not against bums. They they drop two rounds against Atlanta phase and rocker. Like I mean, you couldn't get two better names in search and destroy to 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 beat that bad in S and D. I understand that Rocker wasn't looking themselves this weekend, but it, they're still the Rocker. They're still a good search team. They just need to find that form again. Um, but yeah, talking about hard point capabilities and the ability to win hard points, Seattle Surge, what's going on there? I mean, I, I don't really. Um, I want to touch on something with the Surge. That we actually spoke about last week. They picked up classic for what did didn't what didn't we talk about them picking him up for a search guy? Yeah, yeah. They said in the trailer that they were picking him up to be an IGL in search and match Pristini's pace. Yeah, and um, I said, I said that's just not going to happen. You're not. He's not going to be that 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 good player that you need in a search and destroy because they need to become a good search team Seattle Surge if they do want to pick up some points I think it's completely chalked their chances of getting to champs but you know just for the ego some consolation points at this point um maybe getting up in the standings a little bit I don't see who would drop under them maybe London I don't even know if I could see that, but like, it's just, it's tough. Um, but what I did say last week was uh, Classic would maybe help them in hardpoint. And it looks like he has, to be fair. He didn't drop a great KD over the two hardpoints that he played, but he dropped a 0.73 across the two hardpoints, which was the lowest in the team. But maybe he did help the other guys turn up in those hard points a little bit because Gunless dropped a 1.11, Octane with a 1.42, and Pristini with a 1.39. I mean, if if they can keep their confidence up like that in the hard points and drop them KDs, it doesn't really matter what Classic does. If they're frying like that, they're going to be winning hard points. But you could argue maybe it was just because they're playing Thieves, who hasn't looked as well, as great as you know they should do or other top teams do so yeah i'd like to hear your take on it because it's pretty interesting so something that actually really bothers me about the decision to bring in nikki is 
with with search and destroy being such a big mode, and you bring him in for for that, I I, I completely understand. I want to go ahead and preface by saying this: I play I've played COD on a competitive platform before. I haven't competed against the top tier players on a consistent level, but I mean. Just basing it off of KD alone, Classic went six and seven in the first in the first search map, which fine, that's not awful, it's whatever. But then when you get into the other search, he went one and seven. There's no trades there. You it's unacceptable to go in and drop a one point seven KD. And if we're talking about matching the pace of Pristini, he went three and seven. We gotta win our gunfights here. These exactly. The Surge, they've been mean, but they are not bad players. These are some of the world's best COD players in the entire, on the on the planet, on the face of this earth. And they're coming in here and just, I don't know if it's confidence. I don't know what it is, but there's something going on over there that they need to figure out. And they need to figure it out fast if they have any hope of making it into that top eight. Because right now, yeah. it, they're headed for the cliff. They're done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, you as an SMG player... He didn't get a single first blood all, all weekend um, in the search and destroys, and he dropped a point five. It's just not it's not acceptable, really, as an SMG player. He's not good at S and D on this game. I think we can finally conclude that. Um, yeah. It's it's just not it's just not right. Decimate should have stayed on this roster. It's a it's a big shame because I know they couldn't do anything about it. He dropped himself off, but. I mean, I'm just kicking a dead horse at this point. Um, I hope they can get better. I, I was rooting for Seattle Surge a little bit this weekend and throughout this season and a bit of last season, but like, it's kind of rough. I think they've got to completely reset after this year. Maybe they even sell their spot. It's just got to be tough if you're them, to be honest. Um, who Who owns Seattle Surge? Is it? luminosity yeah it's or... luminosity yeah it's, it's tough i mean i don't know what you do if you're them decimate step down he he was looking pretty decent you know gunless and persini were just not showing up when he was maybe he had some you know something to do with that maybe their confidence was down but now that they're you know, they're doing good again. You haven't got that other SMG to match Pristini, um, which Decimate could have definitely done. So it's just, it's a, it's a rough time for Seattle Surge, but they did look good in Hardpoint. If Classic can pick it up, they can become one of the best Hardpoint teams in the, ga in the game, honestly. If, if Classic picks it up, then that's a great Hardpoint team right there. I mean, they all gunless dropped a 1.11, Octane with a 1.42, Pristini with a 1.39, then you've got Classic on a 0.7. If you can get SMGs flying around the map and then your ARs slaying like that, I mean, that's that's great. That's a great hardpoint team. And hardpoint's an important game mode too, just as search and destroy is. But I mean, you have you have to be winning controls if you're gonna be focusing on respawns and you know. They don't win controls, so it's 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 just tough for the Seattle Surge. You got to feel bad for them. They're three and seventeen in control, so I doubt that game mode's going to turn around anytime soon. 
it's been the same game mode throughout the whole season. It's like the same concept on every map you play, honestly. It's just they're zero and eight now on raid control. You just Yeah, I I think Surge is actually on the the longest losing streak in CDL history right now. I'm not sure what the statistic is, but they are on a rough losing streak right now. Yeah, well, the last game they won was at the Stage 2 Major. Yeah, that's wild. That is actually insane. Because, I mean, we're we're one week into Stage 4 now, and they're looking rough. But to switch gears... Uh, Surge actually played the Thieves, who recently put Hook on the bench. They brought in Tiege. I think he looked pretty good. Uh, he said that he's been playing the game. I, I was watching one of their videos. He was saying that he's been playing the game a lot more than he played prior to his benching. And I, you know, like I said, I'm I haven't been in that scene before, but I, I'm I'm sure there's probably a couple responses you get when you bench a player like that. You either have one. They'll probably just kind of, you know, they'll probably get mad and then not really care anymore. That'd be my guess. Kind of like what Slasher has kind of done. Like, he's kind of just like, you know, down in the dumps, kind of mad at the team, mad at JCAP. They said that they haven't even talked since, which I thought was pretty sad because they were, you know, good friends. Um, But... He said he's been playing well in practice, behind the scenes. He's been working. Uh, I don't think he looked great, and he he agrees with me. I think he said he said um, that he thinks he could have done better, and he has been looking a lot better behind the scenes. I think he did look good in S and D. At the same time, though, it's not hard to look good in S and D against a team like Seattle. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, we'll have to see. We only got one game from the Thieves this weekend, which is a bit of a shame, but we did see them do pretty good in um, S&D. Other than that, though, the respawns were looking shaky. Yeah, this is just my opinion. I was saying this at the beginning of the season when uh, when they put draws on the bench. Mm-hmm. I was very, very publicly upset about it i made it very known to uh anybody that kept up with me that i disagreed with the fact that draws was not on the starting lineup yeah here he is i mean we, we we look at the stat line alone and i think he is just one of their their top two players i i'd say it's yeah. between either him and kenny or him and venom but i really yeah. like the how i really like the cod that draws is playing right now he, he looks really good he's a lot of fun to watch too yeah for sure and I do appreciate Thieves's trust and, you know, that they put into Venom. Like, he has had some, you know, questionable series here and there uh, since he has been put on this team. But I think it's good that they've been, like, catering him, letting him play, um, letting him get that time in because he does have a high ceiling. Like, he is, he he has the potential to be a very special player. Um, he had a great performance in the S&Ds, dropped a 2.3 almost. Um, yeah, very impressive from Venom. Draza and Kenny continued to impress. Uh, TJ had a good search as well. And um, yeah, the hard point was just, it was it was questionable, especially from TJ and Venom. So 
something I want to ask you is, what do you what what would you, what would, what do you think? Uh, do they look better without Hook, or do they look better with Hook? I mean, what would you do? Uh, that's an that's an interesting question. I I always had question marks around TJ when he was on the starting lineup because he was inconsistent, in my opinion. Well, I mean, I think it's pretty clear that he was inconsistent. Um, and I do, I don't think they look better with TJ than they did Hook. I think with Hook, they win that game a lot more comfortably, to be honest. Um, I think that they'd win the control like a lot more comfortably. And, uh, even the respawns, maybe they wouldn't have won it with Hook. I, th- I think they definitely could have, but I think it would have looked better on the score sheet than it did because they got they lost by 100 they only had 150 points both hard points so to lose by 100 points to seattle surge in both hard points it's not great it's not a great showing and um if i'm to read you the stats real quick um between tj and the hook in stage three when they got you know switched around um this was when everyone was saying oh Thieves look great with this lineup, and then they brought in Hook for TJ. Um, we can just look at these stats real quick. TJ had a 0.79 in hard point. Hook came in and had a 0.88, so that's a improvement by 0.1. I understand that people were saying he maybe he has like a selfish play style. We can get into that maybe a little bit in a minute, but... Um, in S and D, Hook dropped a one point one one. TJ had a point seven six, and in control, TJ had a one point one point zero, and Hook had a point nine. So I mean, TJ with a bit better of a control KD there. But I understand it's not all about KDs and stuff. But I mean, especially the S and D, it was pretty drastic, and this was when. Everyone was saying, oh, Thieves look so good. They're the top three team, blah, blah, blah. This was then. This was when that was happening. And this is their stats compared. So do I think they're better with TJ now? Not really. I think they definitely could have given that a bit more time to grow, especially as a team with Hook. Because I, I don't think you take Venom off for Hook. So... It's it's interesting. It's an interesting question. Uh, what what's your take on it? Because I'm sure you have some thoughts on it. Well, there's a couple things that are actually going in, into it. I think uh, watching some of those hundred thieves videos. Uh, I I think the mental, uh, maybe the mental slash social side of the team, maybe uh, maybe it was a little bit shook when they put Tej on the bench. Yeah. Uh, if you if you're a if you're looking at it from a business standpoint, you're probably thinking. You put Hook on the lineup, your player retention and the likelihood of those guys, you know, like Kenny and maybe Draws and maybe Venom. I don't, I don't really understand the relationship because I'm not there, but <clears throat> you know, the their chances of re-signing may not be too high if they're not happy where they're at. Put Tej back on the lineup, everybody's vibes flowing. They're happy where they're at. They're not performing top three, but if they're happy where they're at, there's more room to grow than if they're unhappy. So if Teej just keeps working, they keep on, you know, formulating their 
system that they keep talking about, then I think they'll be fine. I mean, they're going to champs regardless. I think I don't, unless there's that one scenario yeah. that, that we touched on earlier. Could happen. If they I don't just, think it will. yeah, I don't, I don't see them faltering and dropping out of the top eight, but I don't know. I'm, it, it's good to see Tej back on the lineup though, for sure. Cause I, I could tell that those guys are a lot more happy with them. I think it's going to be very interesting um, seeing them play again on June 4th against Paris because Paris has looked really good on S&D and that's all that saved Thieves in that series against Surge. So I think that's going to be very interesting to see can who, who out of those teams can win the respawns. And honestly, looking at it, I think Paris could. Paris was competitive in the respawns against FaZe and Rocker. Yeah. Thieves was not really competitive in the hard points against Surge, who's probably the worst team in the game, I'd say. So uh, it's it could be bad for Thieves. And that's why I think I'm not sh- I'm not sure about this whole TJ thing. I don't know what the hell they do. They just dropped eight hundred grand apparently on a hook just to drop him on his head like that. Yeah, you drop him on his neck. You got to um, be trying to find maybe another way for Hook to do yeah. something for your organization that's not God. But I don't know well, what you do. You kind of just I flush mean, that money down the drain. Yeah, I I don't really buy into this whole thing that he's he's just got a selfish play style. He just plays for kills. I don't I don't really see that. I've watched I like watch the LAT games. I think Hook was one of their better players when he was on the lineup but i mean i understand you you have a few undroppable players there like you're not going to just drop kenny and i wouldn't want them to drop kenny um draza you can't drop him people have been saying venom i don't think you even drop venom i think they they could have just given that lineup more time to grow together i i feel like like I understand this, maybe looking in more than some others will do, as a pretty anti-social person myself. I feel like Hook was still trying to like get into that group and like befriend them and like get the vibes flowing, kind of. Like when I watched the cards video, he he kind of seemed pretty like shy. He didn't want to talk very much, and when he did, he was like kind of quiet. I I feel like he was still in that growing phase, and they just they're making changes too quick. Like if you look at Optic, they haven't made a single change all season. Maybe that's a bad thing, but I think they, they could have let it, they could have let them grow a little bit there. And would you agree in saying that who thieves would have done better against surge in that match with hook? Well, uh, I mean, just looking at the match, would you think who could help them do better in that match? It, I, it's hard to say. We I I don't know. We didn't see enough thieves with Hook. Mm-hmm. I I I do agree with that. They they were very hasty in making that change. Not even from a social standpoint, getting acclimated to the to the teammates and stuff. Yeah. They didn't have enough time to practice and actually get going. But I mean, maybe if if you bring if. On paper, if you bring Kyler slaying over Tej, yeah, I think they do probably take it a little bit more handedly. Yeah, and you've got to kind of like 
you got to look at the teams they played, they lost to. They lost to New York, who was absolutely on fire. They lost to Florida, who was picking up their stride. And they lost to Toronto, who was top two teams of the game at the time. They took a map against all of them. So they didn't, they didn't look bad. I don't know. I think it was. I think they definitely made the change too quick. They literally had four games with Hook. I, don't I understand know, man. that they did lose four. They they lost three of the four, but it's kind of just like maybe we see him back. A little bit. Maybe we see him back. Yeah, at ma- some maybe point. we will. Yeah, I feel like the way that they're looking right now, it it just doesn't it doesn't look like they're going to be putting him back in the team. But maybe I I could definitely see it happening. But it's just it's an interesting it's an interesting time for the thieves. I kind of feel bad for them. They're trying their absolute hardest. Yeah, and it's just not clicking. To be honest, I think if they give that hook thing more time, it would have worked out. But that's just my opinion. People are entitled to their own. I think hook is definitely a generational talent, as they said a lot of times. Yeah. Um. And I think that he would adapt to their play style and the vibes would start flowing better if they would have just given him more time. They they literally threw him right in the deep end. They had how many days of practice? Like a few days of practice and then he was up against New York straight away. Yeah, it's got to be really, really tough situation. And I don't even want to imagine the conversations that the Thieves management office is having yeah. as to... Where do we get this money back, or where? What do we do with Kyler? As far as you know, do you t- think they sell him or what? I don't know what they do, but who who buys him? I mean, Surge isn't going to buy him. They've lost enough money as it is. Paris, I don't know how much money they have, but they they I I don't see them picking up Hook. I mean, honestly, I think that is the best move for Surge to make. They should have made it when he was on Dallas. Um, but I don't, I don't know it for a fact. I'm sure they probably tried to pick up John. I know John said that he's been contacted by play or by teams, but he declined them due to them not being the best. And he wanted to stock up. John has played on luminosity before. So I'm assuming they probably reached back out to him. Like, Hey, would you come back? And he's probably like, no, 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 suck. I'm good. That could have been good. That could have been good though. It could have, but it's you need a like, solid duo. It, I don't it, think Pristini is. They're missing that one piece, you know? I don't think Classic or Pristini are the right fit. You could look at Pristini's mm-hmm. stat lines. He's not looking too good either. Pristini, I think yeah. he's... It, it, when Pristini's hot, I think he's one of the top five subs in the game, but he's yeah, doing consistent. It's so important on this team because Gunless and Pristini, I feel like they're so driven by, you know, momentum. So that's why this team's got to keep up their momentum. I think even, oh, no, that was about a different team. But um, this team is all about momentum, in my opinion, and they just haven't had any of it. So that's why I feel like they're just going to keep losing. Honestly, uh, I feel like Thieves, with the way they came out against Surge, Surge could have won that, and they just they don't have any ice at all to close out series. And I feel like they just don't want to win series at this point, the way it looks. Like, even if they do get to game five, they're just like, nah, we don't want to win this, you have it. Or 
if they go into a control, they're two down, their control stats are abysmal. It's embarrassing, to be honest. And um, the, it, as I said before so many times, I don't understand what's wrong. It should It should work. I don't think Classic was going to work. It doesn't look like he is going to work. Um, the hard point looks decent. I might be being a little bit negative, but the the control just doesn't look like it's going to turn around this season. And control is something you know you you want to win. It's it's not one of the ones that's like essential to win. Yeah. Um, we've kind of seen that with Dallas. They've been losing controls and still closing out series. But with Toronto, we've seen how important winning that control is for them. You know, winning winning games. So. Yeah, yeah, man, it's just, it's a really, it's something, something that bugs me. Let me, let me talk about this for a minute. Something that really bugs me is, let me pull up the standings right now so I can actually make sense of yeah, so what I'm trying to say. Quick, a quick little fact while you're pulling up the standings that I saw recently is that FaZe actually has more points, 90 more points than the bottom four combined. My God. That's- yeah. All right. So I'm not getting a sense of urgency or this just this aggression, you know, I want to win attitude from it. so many of these bottom teams. Surge, I'm not getting it. I feel like they're just like, "All right, boys. Let's hop on the game." Like yeah. that type of thing. Paris I talked about it earlier. I, I do think they want to win. They, I think they want to win arguably just as much as a team such as Ultra and, and Faze. Yeah. London, uh, I mean, London's London. I think they're just trying to fill things out. They've had a lot of very unfortunate events happen in the season. I, Yeah, I feel like them and Gorillas are two teams that could be in such different scenarios this season, honestly, if they could just find that ice. Like they get to they get to game fives pretty often, they just can never close them out. Yeah, and you had all the visa issues with London. I think if they if they just had things a little bit easier in terms of yeah where their players and stuff were at, I think maybe London is probably a top. They're they're in that five to seven range in the stand in the standings because London is not a bad team. They want to win, yeah. but. LAG, I don't know. I'm not. I don't get it from them. They're just kind of memeing at this point. Still don't know why Silly's on the sub. Florida, Florida, needing to get some consistency. You know what? I'm I'm actually gonna go through and I'm gonna make a point about each team that I see on this list right now. All right. Florida, let's get some let's get some inconsistency. Okay, come on. Sometimes you are a top three team in in the world, and then sometimes you are a surge. <laughs> this past it's, weekend, it's you were a top three. You you guys were monsters. Rocker, figure your search out. Figure your lineup out because that little boy, Standy, is trying to tote all y'all on, your, on his back right now. Thieves, more inconsistency. Roster changes going crazy. Cap is going rogue. <laughs> Optic. Um, I mean, I don't have anything to say about Optic other than just keep grinding. I mean, what, what are they going to do? They know what they're doing. I mean, they, they... Can I make a point about Optic real quick? Yeah, man. Like, I don't think... I Okay, so to make this clear, I think Optic do want to win. 
but I don't think they have the drive to be a top three team as other teams do. Hex has even said it before. He said, um, I believe it was on a pre-show, someone brought up a point about them not um, performing as well. And he, he, he mentioned something about, oh, you know, the results are only one part of it. Content's a big part, blah, blah, blah. I just don't think, like, if they had the drive to be a top three team, they would have made a change. Uh, I don't think, I think they would have made a change already because, like, they haven't won a, they haven't won a um, thing so far, major so far. If they wanted to win and they wanted to be a top three team, they would have made a change. Yeah. Uh, because it's clear that then they can't get over the line with these top teams. Like, with the bottom, bottom tier teams, they're winning them consistently and uh, props to them for winning the matches that they have to win but they're not winning the matches that they need to win like to be those yeah. top three teams and um, you know get up there in the standings and be a contender in these majors they just aren't them and uh, I just don't think they have that drive to be top three they're, they're fifth now in the standings and I don't see them going up any higher. The bottom in fact, eight teams in this oh. league are in shambles. They don't know what's going on right now. From 5 to 12, they are just going through the motions, it seems. And while we're on the topic of well, Optic, Envoy, last, last stage, he actually set the record for lowest KD in a series. This, this, you know, this stage, here we have Formal coming in and beating that record with a .46 against Atlanta phase. Absolutely abysmal from one of the greatest, arguably, to ever do it. Um, what the heck is going on? That's two lowest KD records set by two Optic players. Why? Why is this happening? In succession as well. Yeah. In a short amount of time. Uh, it's, it's rough. I mean, they, they don't look great. They're beating these lower tier teams. Like They, they did compete pretty well against uh, Rocker and you know Nameless was giving them the premium gas for that um, on the stream but they cannot beat these top teams then the only team um, in the top five I believe top four they are fifth so top four um, that they have a winning record against is the Empire other than that they have losing records against FaZe they haven't actually won a series yet against FaZe Allow um, me to. I'm gonna pull a stat up for you really quickly while you're on the topic okay. of optic. I'll let you keep talking. But um, while you do that real quick, I did want to uh bring a thing up from earlier that we already went past. But I think that um the um not the sorry gorillas and ravens could could be in a very different scenario right now. Honestly, if they just had the ice. Um, I'm just going to read out some games. Uh, week one against Seattle, they lost three to two. They don't have the ice to close that out. Dallas, th three to two, they lost. Toronto, three to two. LAT, three to two. They beat New York, three to two. Atlanta, three to two. Dallas, they lost three to two. Like they're getting to these game fives and they're not closing them out. Same thing with the Gorillas. They beat Paris, three to two. Fair dues. Toronto, they beat them three to two. Well done. This was at the start of the season. We then we see them lose to Toronto three to two, 
Um, they beat Atlanta three to two. That was out of nowhere. <laughs> and now recently we've seen them against Dallas. They lost three to two. Minnesota they lost three to two. And Florida they lost three to two. So like if if they win, if they had the ice, both of these teams, London and Gorillas, close out these game fives yeah they could be in a very different position right now they could be top eight because these are stage matches that they're losing in map fives if they if they win these matches they they start in winner's bracket gorillas already did start in winner's bracket um i think last major or the major before where they beat thieves and knocked them down i think that was stage two major but um no it was what major was that? I have no major idea. Major one. Good lord. My head is in the blender. That's major one. Wow. That's a while ago. That was the last time they started in winner's bracket. But if they if they can close out these map fives, they can start in winner's bracket. And, you know, starting in winner's bracket gives you a huge advantage on getting further and getting more points in these majors. And they could be top eight if they can just close out these map fives. So... I think it's very unfortunate for the Ravens and the Gorillas because we could see them in very different positions if they just had that ice factor to win those game fives. Yeah. So, yeah. Tell me about your optic stat. So, optic. Optic, optic, optic. They are 8-0 versus the bottom four. Against LAG, London, Paris, Seattle. But then, like we talked about before, you put them against these top-tier teams. They are 0-2 against Atlanta Faze. Which, that's zero and three now as well. Yeah, zero and three against Atlanta Face. They are one and two against Subliners. They are two and one. They have a winning record against the Dallas Empire, which that's nothing to brag about at this point because Dallas and hasn't they have looked been, too well. They have been close matches. Those two wins, I yeah. think every time they've played has gone to a map five. I believe so. I think, I think yeah. so. Yeah, and they're one and two against Ultra. They're not. Their optic is not competing against these top teams. They're not. Yeah. And I still think when you look at the standings, I don't think. I'm, let me look, because I don't know how far how far Dallas is. Dallas is ten points behind New York. They are five away from dropping down to that fourth spot. I do not think Dallas is deserving of that number three rank. I do think they are around that optic thieves realm. They. Really need to be below Phase New York, Ultra, maybe Optic. Not sure. But Optic, they just can't win these big games, man. And and you need to expect more if you're, you know, the management and if you're Hex. You got to expect more out of Greenwald. Well, I mean, touching on the point of Dallas, um, as I said, I thought, I thought Vivid would be good for this team, and he didn't. He didn't come out looking great. Uh, it was a little rough for him. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. He dropped a point six seven on Hardpoint over the weekend. He dropped a point seven one in Search and Destroy, and then a point five two in Control. Yikes. Yeah, I and mean, something about this is the pickup of Vivid. The biggest talking point was. We need Vivid because we want to get our slaying up. And if you look at the stat line for the first hard point, Prim and Illy are the ones that are slaying. Vivid goes 10 and 23 on the first map. Shotzi 11 and 21. These should, that, that theoretically on paper, that SMG duo should be lights out. 
they should both be re wreaking havoc on the map. I don't care if they're playing ultra. They should at least break even. They need to be getting trades. They are getting destroyed. Search, I don't, I don't let, me, let me see what they did in search. I mean... Trades, it's fine. Search wasn't too bad. Uh, they lost by 264. That's fine. Control. Vivid, again, they won't... Uh, Vivid and Shotzi, it's the same theme. Krim and Illy are the ones putting up slaying. They came out with the same KD. Vivid and Shotzi are incredibly negative, and it's like, what's going on? Shotzi's already... He, Shotzi was MVP last year. And Vivid gets picked up because you want to up your slaying power, and he's getting dumpstered on. We... What? You're defending world champs. You have to do something. Yeah. I mean, their control has just been looking really bad recently, and it doesn't look like Vivid's going to be here to stop that either, as, you know, their control woes just seem to continue. Um, they dropped a 0.65 against, um, as a team overall, against um, the Ravens. And I mean, the Ravens aren't necessarily a good control team um i mean let me look at their control they are 12 and 10 um so i guess they do have a winning record on control but um you know it's just their control has just not looked good recently they need to definitely pick that up as the you know reigning champions they they have a reputation to uphold and they're just not upholding it so far um and i guess I mean, Vivid could have just had a bad weekend. It's still some growing pains, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I do, I do want to. I do want to play the other side. Vivid has not been there long. I'm not trying to yeah. say Vivid's bad. I'm not saying he's not going to work out. But even still, I mean, yeah, it's, it's still it's still fair to say he had a bad weekend. I mean, yeah. Anyone with eyes can, you know, appreciate that. Same um, with Shotzi. What's going on with him? I think honestly, he just had a bad weekend. He has been the shining light in that team. Um, but Illy kind of did prove me wrong. He did make the game-saving play against London to save them from that <laughs> terrifying comeback that they were about to complete. He picked up a double kill that he really shouldn't have got um, inside of that um, top plat. Um, and that saved them from getting 3-1'd, um, which... They they really should have. I was rooting for London. They they got that huge comeback on that hard point, and I was like, please, please pull this out. Uh, they just couldn't do it. But yeah, it was close. It was really close, and it was looking very shaky from the Empire. Uh, definitely not what they wanted. Um, even though they were doing their funny tweets, we put the L in London. It was just. <laughs> It, it it didn't look great. They could have got they could have got they could have got four owed. Really, I mean, the hard point two fifty to two oh nine to Royal Ravens, pretty convincing on Apocalypse. You you know you can you can get a lot of points on Second Hill. Um, so I mean, w winning by forty one isn't it's not it's not a huge amount. It's not a small amount as well on Apocalypse, but um, on S and D. They won that round 11, and that comes back to Royal Ravens, just no clutch factor at all. And they definitely need to work on that. They got, like, almost full sailed by um, NYSL earlier in the season, so London just need to sort that out. I don't know what the hell's going on. 
like after they start losing maps do they just start like freaking out are they like oh my god we're gonna get <laughs> like i don't know what the hell is going on like just close it out god damn it like what's going on <laughs> um and and to that point is that is that a, is there a reason for that that you can you know identify oh i i honestly don't know could it i don't know the solution for uh, i don't know the solution he's he's the only teams. he's the only remaining piece that's been there the whole season the whole time that they have had this problem with closing out games is it shawnee who's freaking out and you know can't keep the team grounded and you know it might just be a confidence thing, man. They might just need to Maybe. get a little bit of pride on their shoulders and get something rolling. Like, I mean, they're taking it the distance. They're just not closing it. Yeah. Don't think they're and a bad I mean, team. Yeah. yeah, standoff, they kind of got smoked. But we're seeing everyone get smoked on standoff at this point, so. So, um, I want to. God damn it. Jesus, dude. <laughs> Is it raining over yeah. there? <laughs> I, I yeah, want to talk about the highlight of the weekend, uh, <clears throat> and then we'll move on to some other stuff. Florida just, yeah, speechless man. Florida showed up this weekend to play, and uh, they've been that team all year that you know they'll either show up and they'll ruin your run, or your chances at you know getting some of those points, or they'll show up and get dumped on. It just happens to to be one of those teams that aren't very consistent. There's a lot of those. And uh, Florida this week, they showed up and impressed very, very, very highly. I saw a tweet. <laughs> uh, Skies, I guess they went down. Uh, all right, hold on. Wasn't that this was a reverse sweep, correct? Let me look. From yeah, game. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it wasn't a reverse. Okay. Uh, I was thinking Ultra in Florida was a reverse sweep. I was wrong. Um, <clears throat> No, I mean, I, I, don't, I doubt it. I doubt Ultra is ever going to get reverse swept this season, um, to be honest, because of that, that control. Florida went I mean, down in something. I can't remember what the tweet said. But I guess Sky started growling at them. What? <laughs> Awakening? He, he posted a tweet saying that Sky started growling. They went down. They said, what is this guy on? And then they turned up. <laughs> <laughs> so, Caesar is literally over there growling at his teammates to step up hey. their game. They need to invest in their game some more. Yeah, they need to invest in their game. He is Caesar Skies Bueno, and he tells his teammates that he they need to invest in their game. But um, they they won two maps off the start pretty convincingly, and then they did lose the control in pretty convincing fashion. You know, I mean, Ultra's just been phenomenal at control. I think it's pretty safe to say that they are the best control team in the game. Um, I that's why I think it's going to be very hard for someone to three O Ultra because uh, you know that that control is just it's phenomenal. Um, yeah, I don't think I don't see anytime soon a team bettering them in that control. That's why they're probably a very scary team to come up against in um, the major final because I mean they are a good hard point team. They're decent. S and D team on their day, and um, their control is just unbeatable. So it's going to be tough for any team that comes up against them in a final, as we already saw against um, Phase. 
<clears throat> yeah, I'm just so impressed with the way Florida played this weekend because, 100%. I mean, just KD's across the board look good. Map wins. I mean, Ultra, like you said before, they're going to probably win their controls, but that's fine because Florida stole both the searches and they stole the first hard point. So Yeah, and the second hard point was very competitive as well. And you got to feel good um, if you're Florida going in the series. They start off 2-0. That's good against one of the best teams in the nation. Yeah. Well. World. Canada. <laughs> yeah. World. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's very impressive. I feel like I feel like some, like, I feel like these guys were listening to the podcast or something because I, I had to go at Illy. Illy turns up. Yeah. We had to go at Havoc. Havoc turns up. Yeah. It, it's, good. it's good to see. It's good to see, honestly. Uh, we want these guys to succeed. Um. And yeah, it's it's exactly what Florida needs. They needed that SMG duo to be popping off while the ARs are popping off because it hasn't been very consistent this season. You've seen one guy pop off and the rest kind of like, you know, in their shadow in that series, you know, yeah, kind of getting fried a little bit. Um, but this series, you kind of saw a good all-round performance from the whole team and that's exactly what they need. People kind of forget because this season they have kind of looked mediocre. Um, that last season they were one of the top teams. They won the most, um, you know, home series last last series. If I'm not last season, if I'm not wrong. So yeah, people kind of forget that this team does want to win. They are a very impressive team, and on paper they have a very stacked lineup. They have Colt Havoc, yeah. Neptune coming in, um, looking great, especially at that major when he was popping off uh, Awakening, who's, do I need to say anything? And, uh, you know, Skies, who's been looked at, looked at as one of the top ARs in the last two games. So on paper, this is a top lineup, and they have no reason that they shouldn't be performing. And I think this is kind of when they're going to pick it up. We're going to see them. Based on this weekend's performance, they're a top three team. Yeah, I, I remember that's... watching the preseason event when they played FaZe, and if I remember correctly, Florida kind of smoked us. They smoked FaZe. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I was actually like in awe. I was like, oh my God, this yeah. Florida squad is honestly one of the best teams I have seen play in a long time. Yeah. Then the, the inconsistencies the season, came. Was like, yeah, at the start of the season, everyone was like, Florida's the top team. Like, I remember in the preseason... Everyone was like, Florida's scary. Florida's one of the top teams. And I saw them beat FaZe, and I was a little worried a little bit because I was like, Florida was beating us last year in the majors. Yeah. Come on, don't. Not not this again. Come on, man. Uh, Then we saw Florida fall off a bit. Um, They'd gone gone quiet for the last few stages, and now, hello, they're back again. Um, if If they can all perform like they did this weekend, they're a scary team again. Yeah, that's I, I I do agree with that. I do think Florida is one of the top four teams if they play the way that they played. Yeah, the only other I mean, game that we really haven't touched on was the uh, the game the, the game fuel marquee matchup phase versus optic, and I don't really think there's much to talk about there other than the fact that optic got smoked. Yeah, yeah it's just uh, yeah. I mean, we don't even really need to touch on this matchup that much because I mean, it was just not. It was it wasn't it wasn't cute it wasn't as a phase fan it was fun to watch but as a 
optic fan i can imagine it was probably a bit rough i mean i saw some people on twitter they looked pretty down as optic fans you yeah. know it's it's got to be tough man it the whole chat was just going crazy you know it's a the youtube chat you know yeah, it's chat so is. toxic but the whole chat was just lit up with like time to retire like t t2r it's just it's tough i mean they did have a tough series scott and bomo i i saw a stat on twitter i believe it was something like scump and formal combined for like 20 something and 47 in that first map it's just not it's just not what you want to see honestly yeah. scump started off the map horrendously it was looking bad the whole chat was going lights out with the roasts um and I, I felt bad for him a little bit. And, you know, Scump, it, you can see losses really get to him. Um, it's tough. I mean, I don't think they have the drive, as some other teams do, to be this top top three teams. But, I mean, it's just got to be a tough tough time for them because they, they look good and then they come out and they get smoked by someone. Or they get they get boot it out the major or they you know get the corner in moscow yeah it's just it's been a tough season for optic and it doesn't look like it's gonna get better if i'm honest uh it, it's probably unless they make some sort of so do you have yeah, any other I games mean... that you want to touch on um let me look over them real quick what have we not touched on so far um, it wants to load. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, we kind of touched on them all. I mean, Optic came with a good performance against Rocker, um, and that's why everyone was like, "Okay, this they're looking good. They're going to come into this Sunday match with the heat, and uh, they're going to give Phase a good matchup." And I thought the same exact same thing. They didn't. They got smoked off the map. Um, Formal dropped the worst KD as you mentioned earlier in CDO history and you know they didn't have a ping situation to kind of blame it on this time <laughs> same outcome <laughs> yeah. I mean it was a little bit better than last time um, but still it, it, it was ugly um, and I mean just to touch on the one series that I don't think we have mentioned uh, Gorilla's subliners. I didn't watch this series personally, but like looking back over it, um, it just kind of looked like a dominant performance from uh, subliners. And you know, Chino once again, the shining light on that LAG team, dropping a one point one three when the rest of his team was dropping point sevens, point sixes. Yeah, uh, Silly just has not looked good. Minus twenty four on the day. Uh, Mac continuing his run of good form plus 24 on the day um it's tough uh silly is you know kind of cocky in the timeline a little bit um it's not 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 turning out great for him but once again i feel like gorillas just need to get that if if a few series would have went their way they could be in a different very different situation right now i don't think they they'd be a top team per se but i think they'd have more points um so yeah i mean Cheen, good good for him for coming out and doing his best every game 
when the rest of his team, you know, it's just not it's just not looking great, honestly. And I feel like if if they would have kept Vivid and swapped him out for Silly, maybe, then maybe maybe this team can do something. But they decided to get rid of Vivid, uh, let him go to the Empire, and um, yeah. Yeah, I didn't watch that series either. I I mean, New York, they're arguably just as dominant as Faze. Nobody else has a record that's as good as them, those top two teams. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I hate to be that way, but New York was going to win. There was no chance that LEG came out of that way. Yeah. Well, well done to Gorillas for taking an S&D. Uh, maybe showing a little bit of weakness in NYSL's S&D right there. Um, especially on a map that you'd think maybe... Um, Sublines should take Miami. I mean, they kind of, they kind of smoked um, Phase on that Miami. You know, yeah. you saw Phase getting a little bit of a comeback there, but Gorillas to beat NYSL six two on Miami. Yeah. Hey, I mean respect. That's not a, it's not a bad um, <clears throat> scoreline at all, really. Yeah. So yeah, do you want to get right into the tier list? Um, the you know. Uh, power um, rankings. Let, let's do the pickums first. Let's go ahead and pick okay, our match. Okay, we can do the pickums. We'll do the tier right. list last. Okay, gotcha. So, do you want to start us off, or? Uh, yeah, we can. I I sent a link to you. Did I'm not sure if you got it. Yeah, I did. Do you want me to open it up? I I was unsure that this actually existed, and I think this makes the the whole pickum process a lot easier. What is it? It's like Too a much? it's like a cod. It's like through the COD League webpage. It's got a pick em page. You can actually save it. Bro, you didn't know this was a thing? <laughs> no, I didn't know it was a thing. I don't keep up with it. <laughs> oh my god. You didn't know that was a thing? No, man. What I did last time, I took a screenshot of it last time. <laughs> oh my god. That, oh, that's unreal. I took a okay. screenshot of the schedule last time and it was like a little like snapshot and I, I drew the numbers next to the teams. That's unreal. Uh, if you did, oh, I can't believe you didn't know that. Well, um, for anyone who watched last episode, um, I got 20 points on my predictions. You know, uh, I I did I did predict a lot of them wrong. I did get a perfect score on Phase versus Legion, where I predicted three one, and I also got a perfect score on Ultra versus Empire, where I predicted three zero. Um, but other than that, I I did get the scores wrong, and um, I did get the results wrong on three of them. I did have London beating Empire, which we know they went to a game five, and Empire took it. I definitely could have got that prediction right. Kind of salty about that um, <laughs> because it, they they literally could have won all four of those maps, those first maps. So you know it's a little little annoying. Then I had Ultra beating uh, Mutineers. I mean, who Wrong. can blame me for that? Really, yeah, I think <laughs> I think I picked the that? same thing. Yeah. yeah, and then Mutineers, Royal Ravens. I had Royal Ravens winning three two. Yeah, that didn't go well. So, <laughs> so anyways, on to the Florida home series which I think is a very fitting home series for how things have been looking recently. This is definitely a weekend where we can see Florida really pick it up and really establish themselves as a top team, especially with their matchup against subliners. Yeah, they're going to have to come out swinging. Yeah, into the first map, 
we've got phase versus surge phase versus surge um ah no 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 i saw that look i saw that look don't count surge out man they're gonna get a little bit more time under classic i'm riding the surge wave i'm gonna yeah, say you three ride two that phase. wave and you're gonna drown I'm saying it's a 3-0 from FaZe. I'm not going to lie. I think Surge, is they're, they're going to steal probably a hard point from FaZe, yeah, depending on the map. And they steal a Surge. But it's 3-2 FaZe. Uh, they steal a Surge. A Surge. Yeah, IGL Classic, bro. One man. I said the, the title of the last podcast was Delusional Surge. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're delusional, delusional Fortune. <laughs> What, uh, bro? If if I'm wrong and they steal both searches, wow. Three, wow. two, eight. Okay, okay, right. sure. I said three zero. I mean, I could see them maybe stealing a hard point, but I think that Phase's hard point has just been very solid. Um, you know, so yeah, we'll see. Um, but now we have Empire versus the Gorillas. Yeah, there's. Uh, this is one of those matchups where uh, I probably won't watch <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. Dallas hasn't looked too good and Gorillas. But I mean, this match might get a little bit of viewership due to Vivid playing against his old team. So I'm not sure. I think this could be a sleeper matchup. To be honest, I think I think this could this could go to the way of the Gorillas. Honestly, wow. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I mean. Do you think Dallas could take a search off of New York subliners at this point? No. And, I mean, Gorillas did. So, pretty convincingly on a map that subliners like. So, I mean, I, I could definitely see this going to a map five and Gorillas pulling out the W. And at that point, what happens to Empire? Do they make another change? Or, like, I don't even know what happens. Yeah, I don't but, know. Yeah, I'm going to say 3-2 to the Gorillas. I think this will be a banger series, honestly. But I did mention earlier that the Gorillas don't have the ice to close out map fives, so I do think I could be wrong and, you know, Empire could take that map five instead. But I am going to say Dallas takes it in a 3-1. I, I do think Dallas does have that edge to beat some of these yeah. lower teams, these bottom four teams. That is That is what I'd go for if I didn't go for 3-2 because... Um, gorillas. I don't th oh, actually though, because Dallas's control looks bad. So no, I'm gonna sit with three two. I mean, we'll have to see. Both of their controls are looking shaky. Um, so we'll have to see who can pull out dub and control there. Yeah. Uh, next matchup: Thieves versus Paris. And I said this is this is gonna be a thirty banger. This is opinion. going to be a very fun match to watch. Yeah. So what what are you thinking about it? What's your what's your take? Because I think I already said mine earlier. So first off, uh, I do want to say that uh, I think Paris is going to show up and play. So I it, hope so. <laughs> I mean, I hope I, ho I hope they come and play. I mean, <laughs> if they're not playing, then I feel like it's going to be a bit unfair. But I get I get what you mean. I'm joking. I'm Basing joking. it solely off of probability, this match is going to go one of two ways. Um, I think either Thieves may underestimate them or Paris is just going to get booped on. 
I I don't see Paris getting pooped on, but I, I don't know I where to. I want to go with this because on one hand you get the, the you know the Legion figuring things out with Zapdos, maybe they come out and have a dominant performance, but on the other hand you have the thieves with Tej who are getting reacclimated to one another. You know, I don't know what I want to do. <laughs> I, I'm saying zero I, zero. Okay, okay, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> but um, uh, YouTube listeners or watchers, sorry, you probably just saw me like do a, like an evil smile just a second ago, and that is because I just made a wild ass prediction. And you know, as someone who likes the thieves, it does hurt to do this, but I, I just, I just clicked Paris three zero. And uh, I kind of feel like it could happen. I feel like Paris could come out in 3-0 Thieves here. It is a bit of a wild one, I will admit. But with Legion's, like, their performance in S&D, I think it's better than Thieves. And that's what saved them against Surge. And I don't think Surge are a great team. I think Legion are a better team than Surge. Um, so... I said 3-0. I think Paris... You, you saw the teams that Paris was being competitive against in hardpoint, like Atlanta Phase. Those hardpoints came down to the wire. I think hard... Um, sorry. I think um, Phase is definitely a better hardpoint team than Thieves. So I think I think Legion takes the first map. They they I think the second map will be close, but I think Legion will edge it out. I think they'll probably play maybe Raid raid S&D because I feel like um, Thieves kind of like that map so does Legion though so I mean maybe maybe Thieves veto that but um, then I think Legion can close it out in the control but uh, it'll be interesting to see so on a real note so, yeah. I didn't pick a 0-0 zero, zero. I went with someone of a similar philosophy I said Legion 3-2 I saw the way that Paris performed in hardpoint again yeah, against FaZe and I saw that when they played against Rocker in hardpoint, they were barely losing those maps. So I think if they can steal one and uh, they win both searches, I th- then you know I think Paris can come out with it. I'm confident in Legion search. It's it's very very phenomenal. Yeah. It's just well, two rounds against the two best yeah search teams in the game. It's so. really can they steal a respawn? And I think that they'll come out with a fire and they'll be able to pull that off. So yeah, I'm I mean, saying Legion three thieves two. couldn't thieves barely beat surge in a respawn. So. Yeah, I think if they're gonna steal a respawn off of a team right now, it's gonna be thieves. So, yeah, I mean, moving on to the next matchup, another good matchup. I think this is a great day, Friday. I'm definitely gonna be watching these. Yeah. Um, we've got NYSL versus the Florida Mutineers. Um, what's what's your thoughts on it? Well, New York being one of the most dominant teams in the world. Uh, you, you, at first glance, you got to say New York is probably going to win this. However, Florida just had a really good week that they're going to be coming off of. So will the momentum ride out through these next few days? I'm, I'm, I'm definitely unsure. So I got to say it's a close one, but I'm going to say New York because they've been more consistent throughout the, throughout the year. New York, their respawns are insane. Florida, they'll probably take a search because New York search, that's probably their biggest weakness. Mm-hmm. And Florida will still probably the first hard point because Florida usually comes out and their their best map 
from what I've seen when I watch Florida, is usually their first map. So mm-hmm. what'll probably happen is go Florida one zero. New York will probably lose that, and you know Florida may get reverse swept. To be honest, if if we follow that philosophy, <clears throat> if we have New York out there first cert. Now this is just this is going to be a great matchup because it I really could see it going so many different ways, but I think I'm going to predict it as a three-one to Florida. I think I think subliners will come out on the first map and win it. Um. Because they are a great hardpoint team, their S and D has been shown that it is a little shaky, and their control just hasn't been great um, for a while now. They did win control against Gorillas, so props to them for that. Yeah. Um, but I feel like NYSL is a momentum-based team. Uh, Dallas um, Crimsix even said that um, earlier in the season. Maybe it's changed. Um, I feel like they still do kind of ride off the back of momentum quite a bit. They were on that huge hard point streak then they got they got you know put in their place by phase in the final and um so i, I think they i think they will get shook up that florida will win two maps in a row i think they'll win the snd and then the control and then i think yeah. florida will close it out on that third hard um second hard point sorry and uh yeah i think that'll be enough to get florida over the line um, it's just it's just going to be completely based on if Florida show up, honestly, because this weekend they did show up. Every single player was performing. Um, if they don't all show up, then they're going to lose. It's simple as that. Yeah, this is one of those games where it goes either way. So I don't I don't really disagree with you. It's just yeah, shot in the dark here. Mm-hmm. So on to the next matchup, we have the battle of the two of the. Uh, Better EU teams, arguably. Uh, Toronto versus Royal Ravens. What do you think is going to happen here? It's, it's funny because it's Toronto. It's it's, just, <laughs> it's in Canada, but so it's it's not really an EU team. But like the way they've built that organization, it's like it's an EU team. Yeah, they've so, marketed yeah, it as an EU team. Yeah. So, ooh, it's it's interesting. I think, I think, I think Ultra will. I think Ultra will win 3-0. I was, I was thinking, could Ravens steal a control? And then I remembered that it's Ultra. So I'm going to say 3-0 to Ultra. Um, I just think they're too good for the Ravens. Uh, I don't think that Afro and... Um, Afro and uh, Alex have had enough time together to actually compete against the top, uh, top S&G duo like Bantz and um, Kleenex. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think... I actually, uh, I'm basing it solely off of the fact that uh, London doesn't really know how to close out series, but they do take the distance, and I do. I'm expecting the best out of just about every team. So, I said Ultra 3-2. I, I do think London will take the distance. but they... Yeah, I mean, I see that. I just, the only thing that's holding me back is Dallas did beat Ravens 3-2. Yes, yeah. Ravens could have won a lot of those matches, but they didn't. Uh, Dallas was the ones that closed them out, and they won them. And then Dallas went and got smoked by Ultra. So that's why I'm saying 3-0 in this series, but I 100% see where you're coming from. Um, so, yeah. I mean, Yeah. <clears throat> uh, next one, Optic versus Legion. This is the double points matchup, the ones that were kind of costing me last week, but it's fine. For this um, matchup, I picked a. I got a pretty spicy pick, to be honest. 
I I said Paris three two. I I got a good feeling about this one. I mean, I'm not. I don't have super in depth reasons as to why I'm picking these. I just I'm going with my gut. I do think Paris again with the same thing. Same thing I said with these. I think Paris is one of now after watching them, they are one of the top three, top four search teams in in the entire league. So. If I'm calling a game five and Paris is in it, I'm saying two of those maps are a search. And then they steal a respawn. It's optic. I think I think Paris comes out of this with a dub. This is going to be the stage that Paris turns it on and gets into the top eight. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Well, who, who's dropping down, do you think? Who's dropping down? I think it's going to be Rocker. Okay. I'll, yeah, I'll explain that's... why on the next all right, so um, I did a. I have a different um, idea to you. I definitely see where you're coming from, but I have um, um, Optic beating Legion three one, and uh, I don't think Legion will win the S and D. I think that Optic are a good S and D team. Um, I understand that you think that, and um, I I can definitely see them winning the S and D, but I think maybe it's more likely that they win. In my opinion. Uh, that they win the map one maybe, and then Optic come out and you know win the next three. Um, but yeah, I I have this going three one. Um, I could see Paris winning out on the S and Ds and then winning three two. But you know, I I have I have faith in Optic and and their S and D abilities. Uh, they they really did focus on it after being roasted earlier in the season huh. about their S and D capabilities. So I think Optic closes this one out three one. Yeah. Well. Legion wins three two. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely see your point of view. I'm pulling for the underdogs this week. I was, yeah, I, I was close to saying that as well, but yeah. All right. Next matchup: Rocker versus Surge. I'll say mine real quick, and then I'll let you go in depth about yours. I think this this is a this is a good series actually because Surge has been looking good in respawn but bad in S and D. Rock has been looking good in respawn and bad in S and D. So it's it's really going to be about who can show up in that S and D. Yeah. Um, and I think I think Rocker will. I think Rocker will win three one. I think Surge will take the first hard point, and then Rocker will win out. Uh, same as the Paris game that I just predicted. Uh, but yeah, I'll be, I'm interested to hear your take on it. All right, bro. So I said Seattle is going to take the series three, one. I think this might be, uh, might be one of those. Cause I, I predicted it's going to be a three, two when they play against phase. I think Seattle may have a little bit of fire up under them this week. Uh, why, why, Can I ask why, why because, would they have fire? Because the they, they have, they are on the biggest losing streak, and that's that's why. I, I don't think it's going to last much longer. And I do, when I look at the stats over here, I see Oxane and Gunless last last time they played last week. They played exceptional COD. It's really just classic and pristine, and I'm, I'm crediting to that. Maybe that they're just not on the same page. You know, it's still mm-hmm. a new team. There's a lot of that going on around this, this year, CDL. Maybe they get acclimated. Maybe they can find a way to mesh. You know, you see the same the same common thing with Dallas. Some of these other teams where these SMG duos are, they're hit with obstacles and they're new to one another and they just can't. 
and, and I've done that before. I've played with, because uh, I, I actually main sub. So when I've had to, you know, duo with somebody else, it's not a direct duo. It's not like, you know, you know what I mean? But when, let me, let me try to explain it in a way that makes sense. It's just the vibes and the way that the game flows is so off. It It's, it just doesn't feel right. So I totally understand as to why maybe they didn't perform that well. So I think uh, faith in the surge. All right. All right. All right. Drown them out. Drown them out. Three, one. Uh, okay. All right. Well, we've gone complete opposites on that one, but um, on to the next one. Mutineers versus the gorillas. Um, I think I'm going to, I'm going to say three zero on this one. Uh, Gorilla's control just hasn't looked great. Uh, Mutineers S and D is looking good. They beat Ultra on both the S and Ds. Um, they beat um, who else did they play? Um, they beat what is wrong with me? Who else did they play? Ravens. They beat them on the S and D pretty convincingly as well. So um, and the hard point has just looked very solid. So I think um. 3-0 from the Muniz. Quick quick and easy matchup right there. Yeah, I, I said the same thing because uh, LAG, they, Silly hasn't looked good at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they lost Vivid. Florida, their slaying power, whenever they played this last weekend, if they can come out with the same intensity that they did this past week, they're going to completely outslay LAG. It, you know, Florida's hard point, and I mean, even, even Florida's control hasn't looked that bad, so... I think it's just a quick 3-0. It's one of those easy games, Sellage. Yeah. I just I don't I don't think Silly can match the pace of Chino. Chino's really just out there money chain, out there slaying just the shine and light on the gorillas, and then he just hasn't got his SMG duo to get his trades. Yeah. Back him up. Um so it's a little unfortunate. Um you know. We'll we'll have to see, but I just don't think Silly is the right fit on that second SMG. Um, but, I mean, we'll get, we're going to have to see. It, it's going to be interesting. But uh, next matchup, we have the Atlanta Faze versus Los Angeles Thieves. What are you saying? I'm going to take Faze in a 3-0. I don't yeah, think Thieves I mean, has what it takes. It's, I'm, not, I'm not diving in that one. I just think Faze wins it. Yeah, I, it would be it would be very weird of me to say that thieves are gonna lose three zero to Legion and then not lose three zero to Phase. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna say three zero to Phase. Um, unlucky thieves, you're not getting a map <laughs> this this week. That's tough. Tough to see as a you know as a thieves supporter myself. It's, it's tough. Um, the next up, Subline is an Empire. That's uh, gonna be just a whatever game. Uh, I'm, if I remember correctly, Subliners and Empire played a couple times already, and I'm I'm pretty sure Subliners came out every time with a win, except for the, the stage one. Dallas first swept Subliners, uh, I think, in stage one. Yeah. But other than that, yeah. That's the only one I remember is the one at the very beginning of the season. New York's been on fire since then. Ellie and Krim are only two that are actually putting up kills right. Their sub duo on Empire is just horrendous. For now. For now, yeah. I mean, yeah, that there, there might be some growing pains there, and uh, they could grow into a very solid duo. But 
I said uh, 3-0 to the subliners. Um, yeah, I just, I just don't think um, that duo of Shotzi and Vivid are going to be able to keep up with Mac and the seam just yet. Uh, not seam, Hydra, sorry. Um, Mac and Hydra are just going to be running circles around those guys at the moment. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's going to be tough. I think that it's, it's going to be a quick Sunday if my predictions go right. I've got 3-0 to every single team, just like it was yesterday, actually. On that Sunday, there was nine maps played. Um, so I'm saying the same again. I'm saving my predictions. They are locked in, ready for this great weekend of COD. Thank you for watching. We do, we do these things for fun because uh, we just love talking some COD. And um, yeah, I mean, thank you for enjoying and listening or watching or whatever platform you're on. Uh, make sure to go check us both out if you haven't already. Um, I've been It's Kev's. I've been your mom. <laughs> <laughs> and there we go. And um, yeah, we'll see you guys next Tuesday on the next episode of the sideline podcast you guys have a great day